Hello Doctor Who fans across the world, this is another episode of Who Corner to Corner. I'm Paul and as always I'm joined by my very good friend Jeff. Say hi Jeff. Hi Jeff. Excellent, that joke uh, never gets old. Hey, it's <laughs> great. If you're wondering what this episode is all about, let me tell you right now. Do you know as much as we do that there has been a huge amount of uh, news in the world of Doctor Who? Obviously as we near, well, as we pass the end of one Doctor's era and look forward to commencing another Doctor's era, it's always a little bit disruptive, perhaps a little bit upsetting, so we thought we would look at all the rumours, speculation and news stories flying around, attempt to assemble them into one giant cake and then eat it. So, welcome to that show. This is that show, is it not, Jeff? It is that show. Yes, the show where you get virtual cake made of Doctor Who news. That's what it is! We should call it Doctor Who cake, news cake. cake. Yeah, except we can't actually eat it and it doesn't actually involve any bacon. Just us no. chatting about stuff. <laughs> so there you go so one of the biggest things i think um that we probably should talk about uh, because there is there is a lot of speculation flying around there's a lot of false information and there's a lot of fear perhaps as well i think mm -hmm. which this is all to do with the news that uh, disney have got involved in the whole distribution deal for doctor who what do you think of that jeff uh yeah, I think I think it's a good thing for the show. Um, so the press release came through last week on email, um, and I read it. And I said, "Well, I say I read it. I looked at it and thought, oh my god, oh my god.'" I went, I went to go on Twitter to say to uh, you and the others in the chat group, "You, you know, you're not going to believe this," but it had already been announced on Twitter because by the time I'd had the mm -hmm. email, read it and then read it and some time had then passed so I sort of missed the window and then I read into it a bit more um, yeah I think it's a really good thing uh, you know long term mm. because it means you know the rest of the world will be able to get hold of Doctor Who probably easier than they have been able to you know I know in you know in America it's on BBC it was on BBC America and you know it wasn't as sort of it's, it's kind of the equivalent of Sky mm. you know like I think American TV for example works like you get ABC and NBC and that's just kind of part of it and then you get cable and you know all that kind of stuff so if this you, isn't true listeners in america yeah, do, please do let, let us know, know. <laughs> yeah that, that was my um understanding for my times out there um but you know so to to get onto disney plus should be uh, you know a lot easier so it should make it more widely available for people i do understand some people's frustrations that you know they're now having to sort of go through a paywall mm. to get to it uh, but what i would say is that that is money that I imagine will go back in towards the making of the show, which is therefore beneficial to it. And there's also tons of stuff on Disney Plus that is well mm. worth watching, even if you don't like Marvel or Star Wars. It's, it's just it's know, a lot of so stuff, much, isn't it? There's so much stuff. Yeah, there. It's, I, it's on. We have it on all the time. At mm, home I was going to say, actually, I think of, of all the streaming platforms that we that we subscribe to, Disney Plus is the most watched. Yeah. By everybody, uh, yeah. You know, there's so, always something on there for someone in the family. It's yeah. it's pretty good. But of course, like you said, what it means is that um, people are going to have to sort of pay whatever the equivalent is of what is yeah. it? Yeah, eight ninety nine for a starter yeah, package. It's, it's not Upwards much. From that. Really? I don't know what that is in uh, dollars. Probably a thousand dollars. I don't know. But, yeah, probably well, not actually because yeah. the pound isn't very strong at the moment. No, 
True. But, you know, you, you, I don't, I think you could do rolling monthly on it. So you could mm. sign up for two months, watch all of the series and then, and then come off it again. You know, it's, it's not. It's not that bad. Yeah, I don't think there's any um, any any penalty for unsubscribing no. for half a year or so, is there? You know, no, no, I don't think so. No, stop paying. Come um, back in when there's something of interest. Yeah, that's it. Um, and there was quite a lot of rumor going around that uh, Disney had, had bought the show or were doing co-production in it and things like that. And I read the press release a number of times, and I see nothing about that in there. And no, I don't no, understand. Right. Yeah, if 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 that was the case. Uh, why would they not reveal that information? Why would they, you know, mm. why wouldn't they want to? Um, and I, I see no reason to keep that quiet. So my understanding is it's literally just distribution, the same way that um, uh, when the early Marvel films were being made, Disney had bought them, uh, and, and you know the production was being done with Disney, but the distribution was still with Paramount. So. They had mm. nothing to do with the film being made. They just took the end disc, you know, and and sent it to cinemas. That was it, you know. And and it's the same here, I think, because if it was a co-production thing, uh, you know, they would have made a big deal of that. I think. Um, I, th- it, I think so. I, th- I think so. I mean, a lot of a lot of that additional stuff. This kind of fear about well, Disney are going to be co-producing it. Eventually, they're going to own it, and then that's the end of it. As you know, as far as anything knows. But I mm. think that story came from the Daily Telegraph yeah, over here, and they got the paper, same press yeah. release that we did. Yeah. And as you said, there was nothing to do with a co-production deal at all. It is purely, no. at least for now, and as far as we know, according to the press release. A, a distribution platform only. So it's literally That's just it, a platform yeah. that different territories across the globe can can show the program on. That's it. And I think it's you know from a from the BBC's perspective, that's got to be easier easier to deal with because rather than dealing with you know twenty thirty forty distribution companies broadcasters, they deal mm. with one. Yeah, that's exactly. it. They do the deal with Disney, and Disney and then releases it internally that, through their territories. It. And and do you know what if. You know the the oft talked about uh, you know collapse of the BBC uh, at, you know God forbid mm. happens then as a as a property you know the show is is or I guess would end up being sold off to you know Bad Wolf or whoever but but with the Disney Plus thing it, it means it's got a home exactly still, yeah it's, you know uh, it, it's I, I, by that time you would imagine I mean hopefully it doesn't happen because you know mm. we lose the BBC we lose something intrinsic to you know to, to, to TV and our culture over here but yeah if if it did happen then yeah I think you're right I think the future of the show looks a bit stronger because if if the BBC ended and Doctor Who was 100% owned by the BBC um then it would probably just disintegrate along along, yeah. along with the corporation yeah. but you do wonder if there's some kind of safeguarding going on if that were to happen with these deals with you know with with Bad Wolf essentially making the show to be honest you yeah. know they're going to be uh, producing the scripts, they're going to be hiring mm. the directors, the crew, everything. You know, they, they, like they do with his dark materials, everything yeah. to do with Doctor Who will be made by Bad Wolf. BBC yeah. may have some creative or editorial yeah, decisions. I, I, I but think they they will because they they own it. Unless there's things that are not. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's like it's almost like a licensed property. Then isn't it the yeah. way I see yeah, it? Exactly, Probably one yeah. that has a little bit more. Um, that that is still a little bit closer to home. 
than mm. the, than a kind of snakes and ladders game with a few Daleks and and uh, the master yeah. on it chasing you up and down and what have you. But it's because uh, this is this is the core show, isn't it? This is the, yes, the is, core yeah. property. We're talking in very corporate terms, but of course these things are corporate deals, aren't they? You know, the well, BBC really, is a corporation, yeah. Disney yeah. and Bad Wolf. They're all out there mm. to make money, and of course, don't forget, Bad Wolf also has some investment from Sony as well, does yeah. it not? Well, it does, and I, and I think again there was there was confusion over that because uh, you know they they own a a stake in Bad Wolf as a company, much the same way they own you know a stake in um, you know other other companies. Mm. I've just for some reason thinking of that. <laughs> you uh, can't remember any of them. No, well, I was thinking of um, Illumination, the company that make um, minions and stuff like oh, that. It's right. an independent yeah. company and all their stuff. Well, a bit like Pixar. Mm. You know, Pixar was an independent company and Disney bought it and they are still standalone, but mm. it, it, you know, they get the might of Disney behind them and then Disney earns some money out, out of them as well. You know, so it's it's a good thing for, you know, for everyone um, in, in, in on that side of things. And I think that, um, you know, Sony have put money into Bad Wolf. They'll make you know there'll be a return on it mm. but owning a part of a company is totally separate to having it is, yeah. ownership of mm-hmm. a property you know uh, so again unless something is being hidden they've got nothing to do with the, the creative yeah. direction of doctor who they'll just they'll make money off of it in quotation marks by the way mm. of bad wolf making profit as a company um and people have been worried or oh, you know if disney are involved creatively which they're not but you know they'll Mickey Mouse it now. Personally, as a, <laughs> as, a as a Disney fan, well, like they did know, with Star Wars. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you know, we're still and, waiting for that to happen. As, exactly, and the same with Marvel. You know, mm. I'm a lot more into my Marvel than than Star Wars. But you you like Star Wars as well. But you know, I, I see <laughs> nothing changed in in terms of well, well, no, actually, that's not entirely true. So I say nothing mm. changed. But what did change for Marvel? Was they Kevin Feige was able to take control of, of Marvel Studios? Yeah, which he hadn't been able to do previously, had he? No, up to that point, there was so many restrictions mm. and things, and he, he went to Bob Iger at Disney and he said, I, "I'm going to leave unless I get complete control." And that's how things like Black Panther and Captain Marvel yeah, were able to yeah. happen. Well, well, look at that! All, Suddenly, we got a much more diverse set of superheroes, exactly, didn't yeah. we? We got much yeah. more inclusive and progressive storylines. Yeah, and it you know, the the, the, the franchises as a whole have picked up a. a whole bunch of new fans worldwide so yeah exactly for me that sort of change is only very positive and i know disney come under criticism for what they do behind the scenes taking over companies and probably firing people and and what Mm. have you i don't know there are a lot worse companies outside of disney for that and to be honest what we see on right on the very very edge of the fringe we we don't know what goes on right at the centre. Basically, no. we hear rumours, you know, stories, speculation, third-hand yeah. stories, and it's, it's yeah. you know we we don't know what goes on really in those circumstances. No, we we don't. And and I like to think, and you know, of course, like you said, they they are a corporation, but I do believe that these companies, obviously, their goal, like most companies, is to make money, but. There is a genuine, uh, you know, creative interest at heart, and a, and a really good book is, um, I think it's called Ride of a mm. Lifetime, which is the Bob Iger book. So he was running Disney for a long time, and he, he you know, brought them back to a, a golden age, and you know, his journey <coughs> is uh, all about, you know, how he started on, you know, running on mm. TV and stuff, and and he he built his way up, and you know, of course, he's going to be. 
you know, firm and tough when he needs to be. But, you know, his general approach was by being a decent person, you're going to get further. And, yeah. and you know, he, he talked about taking Star Wars and Marvel and things like that and buying them to, to give them stability in a home and, and, and you know, the, the benefit to Disney and to the companies. And again, of course, there's a financial element to it. But when you read that book and you see the kind of care and investment that goes into things, mm-hmm. you know, you, you sort of, for me anyway... Yes, these people are—they believe in it and they want it to succeed and do well. And I think that's how, although people obviously will criticise, I think it's how you know the Marvel films have, have maintained a quality. And uh, you know, they—it's—it's it's different stuff to. And we've talked about this before, like Taxi Driver or you know The Revenant or something. But it's still character-led, mm-hmm. and and it—it's—it's it, it's not just <coughs> uh, you know. It's not just action-packed no. blockbuster action for the sake of for it. S- no, exactly. There, there, it's there is a grounded reality yeah. to it. it. Yeah. In amongst the fancy, obviously. And yeah. you, you're right, actually. I, I think you're right, because the other thing as well, you look at the kind of wealth of content that um, these properties have generated since Disney took them on, since Disney Plus started, really, in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of exploded. We've got Marvel TV series. We've got Star Wars TV series. If yeah. my seven-year-old self was to jump forward in time and look at what he was able to see on the mm-hmm. TV right now, it would just be amazed. Well, yeah. well, I'm kidding. He is, you know, yeah, sort of fifty yeah. <coughs> years old. Yeah, he still yeah. is amazed. You know, it's 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 incredible, really. And to be fair, the quality of most of that stuff, in my opinion, is actually really, really yeah. good. So even if I think, even if Disney did in the future have some sort of creative input into Doctor Who. It shouldn't be a bad thing, you no, know, it, it, I, I don't because think the so. quality no. is very high. The bar is mm. right up there, and of course, you know, the budgets are much higher as well. So. Yeah, and the thing is, anyone who who says, you know, what do they call it, the MCU and all this, and they dislike that character and this character, forget them, people. You know, you know well, that's I, it, exactly. I, they're, I they're literally moan care about nothing everything. for what no. those people say because they're coming at it from. From a well, from a very bad dot, place, and that's the sort of place where we want to move away from. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, an old fashioned view, mm. and uh, you know, not not welcome. No, uh, you know, in, in in the modern world. So yeah, I think the Disney Plus stuff is is very exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see where where that all goes. Of course, we've got a year before anything happens. Well, we do. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> we've got to hang uh, on. <laughs> you know. We're not going to be getting marketing stuff happening every week. Well, you say that, Jeff. You say that, mate. (laughs) Because now we've got Russell T. Davis in charge. He does seem to like putting things out there. It's almost like like I I get the impression he's so full up with his stuff, he can't contain it in his head. And it's only because he's surrounded by a group of sensible-minded corporate executives that they say, okay, Russell, rather than just putting this stuff out there, let's make a plan. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, a plan. I love a good plan. I'll just imagine him saying that. And then, of course, they sit down around the table and just knock stuff out in a a slightly more planned yet still somewhat chaotic manner. That's another, you know, that's an interesting thing because it's not all down to him. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, putting information out in a timely fashion Mm. is good. I want to watch it next November and I don't want to know everything. And and that was one of the Chibnall era strengths for me. 
you know same with me think, as, as we said on this podcast yeah. many times we don't like i mean I, I i don't like surprises being spoiled you know it's no. um I, I i really want to experience things as they unravel yeah. and be delighted and shocked and surprised in equal measure by something that i don't know is coming mm. having said that there is there is a case to be put forward for um sort of teasing yeah. sir, or leading with something which at the times i mean Seems surprising if you, if you think back to actually you say this thing about Chris Chibnall, but he did spoil. I say spoil in inverted commas the fact that we were going to see Tegan and Ace again, and that yes. was a massive, massive thing. But of course, there were a lot more yeah. shocks and surprises it's, than it's just a fine that line. alone. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line between you know showing enough to hook you in mm. and and giving it all away. And I think sometimes Moffat used to give too much away in a, in a sort of need to hook people in. And and I suppose, but again, you, you, you know, it's 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 more than a decision of just one person, isn't it? You know, there's yeah. a whole team of uh, you know sort of uh, marketing executives and you know researchers and people who are sort of yeah. feeding information back in from the ground, you know, as to what the viewers expect. You know, they're yeah. looking at demographics, they're looking at behaviour patterns, they're looking at viewing behaviours, all of this kind of stuff, and feeding mm. it back in and making a group, a joint decision within that team as to what, yeah. how they're going to plan this stuff out, it, what they're going to release. That's it. It doesn't work that any one showrunner mm. goes, this is what's going to happen this week. That it, that doesn't happen. And I used to be, I used to get emails during series 11, 10, 11 and 12, I think it was, for... Um, specifically specifically about who for the BBC consumer panel or something and I don't think they do it now but you every week you would be asked have you watched the episode what did you think what did oh, you like what did you, you think you were one of, of the chosen characters? few then Jeff yeah and you know you'd have to rate things out of I 10 or worried. you know what what did you think of this character what did you think of this plot line and stuff and you know you'd yeah. have to go into quite a bit of detail about it and uh, I never won the Amazon vouchers sure. that you got for taking all that work all that work, but you know what it meant was I was contributing my feedback yeah. to to a place that was, you know, it was being received. So I think when you see people saying, for example, nobody likes the recent era of the show or nobody remembers <laughs> Avatar, that you know that's my other my the other. Yeah, no what that really Avatar. means is I didn't like it, and yeah, my but, friends but also, who are my friends because they think in a very similar way to yeah. me. That's why they're my friends, and they didn't like it either. And yeah. other people uh, but, I speak to, they didn't like it. Well, yes, because you speak to people who are a little bit like of you. A sim- yeah, and and having done those questionnaires for the BBC, it, it, you know, I know that they are researching all of this to get a gauge of what's popular, what wasn't popular, and you know, going on to Avatar mm. for a moment. But you know, there wouldn't be a gigantic theme park about it if Disney hadn't done the research to go. Actually, yeah, people do like this thing. Let's spend half a yeah, billion exactly, yeah. dollars that, on that it. You know, it costs like, a lot of money, and you yeah, want to get your return from it. Basic, you know, like if there's a theme park for Star Wars, it's because it's popular. If there's one for Avatar, it's because it's popular. There's a Super Mario World, it's because it's popular. You know, it's pretty basic. So yeah, I I know. That, I mean, I don't know what the results are and stuff, but, you know, having contributed to the Doctor mm. Who stuff, yeah, they are asking you about everything, you know, and, and, and that stuff will I didn't still know that. be happening mm. somehow, somewhere, you know. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I think um, 
yeah, it's it's all quite uh, you know good for the show, the, the Disney Plus stuff, and and I think that uh, you know the, the year we've got to wait now, hopefully they'll, it'll be filled with some more surprises and mm. books and you know audios and and stuff like that. Um, it was really good to see Shooty uh, on um, was it Good Morning America in the states. That's that's a big deal, mm. you know, to go mm. on that kind of massively viewed prime time uh, show. I mean, let, let's put it this way: tomorrow. They they're debuting a new Avatar trailer on there. You know, it's it's where big stuff happens because you know lots of people are watching it. Um, and he did a little video where he was sort of talking about uh, you know Doctor Who and and its uh, history and things like that. I thought he came across brilliantly. He's mm. he's got a really kind of bubbly voice. He's really vibrant and energetic, and it's exciting to see what what he does with it. And um, I kind of hope that you know we we get a kind of you know another fun. Uh, you know, a doctor that kind of reflects him a little bit, um, and and you know, you can't really judge anything from a two-second clip of him going, "What the hell is going on here?" But that <laughs> seems a bit more, you know, moodier than you know him in in real life, and and maybe what his doctor would be like. But obviously, it's a clip to show you. You know, this is what's happening, mm. and that you know something strange is going on. So you, and, I don't and think he you will can... be in the in the in the sixtieth. Well, that's in, the other or thing. One of them, the, um, or all of them, in some well, in some I, form. I, the, the press release said starting in November next year for three episodes mm. is Tenant, and uh, and in the festive season, Shooty Gatwa takes over. So my thing is maybe we get three episodes across the the week of the twenty third of November, or an episode a week, uh, you know, within that period, and then maybe shooting will be Christmas Day. Or maybe I, I doubt they'll start a series uh, on on the Christmas period. You know, I, I don't think that would happen. But um, I, I think maybe he might be Christmas Day. That, that would be, you know, yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? What, what's what's your thoughts on 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 the Christmas episodes? Was we because we haven't seen one for quite a while. We've had New Year's Day. Stories, but we haven't had yep. a Christmas episode since uh, since since Stephen Moffat left. Um, y- yeah, with um, the final Twelve Doctor story, wasn't it? Uh, yes, twice it upon was. Time. Yeah. Well, let, let me put it this way: it was a, a, a major pain in the ass when I said to my <laughs> family, I, "I need to watch Matt Smith regenerate," and they all it's took a walk happen. for an hour yeah. on Christmas Day, so I could watch it. And I felt really bad that they'd all left the house so I could watch Doctor Who. Um, and when you are young and you don't have kids and things mm. like that, it, it's great to be able to sit down and, and watch it when you change and you know your lives are a bit more like ours are <laughs> it's well you're you know Freya would watch with you it's not it's not possible to sit down on, on Christmas Day and watch it I think it's nice having it on Christmas mm. Day it's it's an event it's exciting it's an event and it's exciting on New Year's Day I, I, I don't understand the you know like the thing of like Doctor Who should be on a Saturday night not a Sunday <sighs> who who cares? Ooh. You know, oh, I, it, I don't know, mate. Doesn't, I don't know. It's all—is it all part of the package, or does that exist just in our heads? Perhaps? It's in the heads. But it, it being on a Saturday night makes it no better than it being on a Sunday night. No, it no. just, you know, the show is the same. It don't—it don't matter. You know, if you go and see a film on opening night, it's, it's magically better than if you went to see it on second night. But it's—it's <laughs> it's not. It's the still same the same one. film, isn't it? It's still the same. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. So yeah, the Christmas Day stuff. If we—if we got it. Back on then, it'd be great. I, I don't think that, um, again, this thing of, you know, Chibnall and, and team and BBC, uh, you know, took the slot away and, and they lost it and all of that sort of it's thing. It's a conspiracy! You know, 
And so yeah, it's it, you know it will be a team thing, and they'll have researched it and gone. You know, we we think that most people are sitting down to have their meal and they're not watching. Let's move it to New Year mm. and see what happens with it. You know, um, but if it comes back to Christmas Day, great. If it doesn't, then you know, fine. Yeah, but yeah, if it yeah. does go on uh, six pm on Christmas Day next year. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to watch it till a lot later, so the podcast will have to wait till I've done. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an interesting one because I mean, I when when my kids were sort of age that yours are, it was impossible yeah. to watch anything yeah. really when they were around. It was always either their TV or something to do with them because that's what they do. Kids yeah. take up a lot of your life. Um, as anyone who's had kids or has kids will know but then it gets to a point when they become moody teenagers when they go off and do their own thing and then you sort of you start to get some of your time back yeah and and you're quite right actually because um and especially with with Freya being a bit of a Doctor Who fan by this time as well when Twice Upon a Time was on I think that was actually the the only time I'd ever been able to watch one of those Christmas episodes on Christmas Day, live yeah. as it went out, as it was broadcast, and that was literally because Freya said, "That's what we're doing." And we were we were up at my uh, mm. my in laws' house, and and actually my father in law came in to watch it with us. Everyone else, and and we're talking when everyone else, I'm, I mean literally the whole family. So there's right. cousins, there's aunties, uncles, and you know, like most a lot of places at, at Christmas Day, the house is filled with people. Everyone's drinking, playing a few party games, playing a bit of music. All that stuff is going on. It's really difficult to actually. Yeah watch something even if that's happening in another room i mean we yeah. don't live in a big stately mansion or anything where we can you know sort of, off uh, and lock yourself yeah into get the a monorail off to the west wing yeah. where nobody yeah. looks apart from this <laughs> great big giant home cinema system or something yeah. so yeah it's yeah, it's I, it's a difficult one but i don't know there there is something about just going back to what you're saying about the saturdayness i i remember when colin baker started his first proper season, season 22, with Attack of the Cybermen. And that was a return to Saturday nights. And it was mm. much hyped. It was, you know, a big thing, Doctor Who, back in its traditional home of Saturday nights. But I think that only lasted as, um, you know, a, a couple of years. When Sylvester mm. McCoy came back, it was back to the weekdays. And I think, yeah, was, I think you're yeah. right. I think that kind of Saturday nightness is, 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 an, is an effect of nostalgia, perhaps. Yeah. And obviously... When Russell brought it back in 2005, it was back on Saturday nights again. So we have a whole generation of people who grew up with those, you know, with those stories yeah. on a Saturday again. Part of the thing, but for me again, I I rarely watched them on a Saturday night. It was well, no. it was either much later on Saturday night or yeah. Sunday night or Monday night when when the kids had gone to bed. Yeah. No, uh, well, yeah, when it came back, I watched the first three weeks uh, live, and then I didn't see any of the rest of it because mm. I was working. You Same. know, I was out filming. Yeah. And then when it came out on DVD at Christmas time, I bought that and I watched it all in a weekend. But, you know, I, I'd missed three quarters of it going out live because I just, <laughs> I just couldn't watch it. And, and I was still living at home at the time and I couldn't record it. And uh, maybe we didn't have Sky at the time. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I couldn't mm. do it. And obviously it'd be, it'd be a bit different now. But, you know, as my kids get older... Uh, you know they're they're going to be wanting they'll be up later and, and yeah. everything you know they they will they're, they'll be doing is, doing yeah. their own thing so talking about the nostalgia of Saturday nights and Christmas then now we are moving into the 60th anniversary episode and 
And we've got a new logo, Jeff, which is not Paw Patrol. Um, it's not <laughs> based on... Honestly, the amount of social media oh. posts I've Ooh, seen, oh, that's, it that's looks based pointy. on Paw Patrol. <laughs> it's more likely the other way around, dear listeners. Yes, um, exactly, yeah. Know. But this is this is a kind of revamped 1970s, or revamped version of the 1970s Diamond logo, which for me growing up was... Would defined Doctor Who across mm. all its media, including Weetabix boxes and you know cigarette candy cards and things like that. It was, it was ubiquitous. It was literally on everything, and it's it's back in a slightly redesigned form. Yeah, um, very you know, very minimally. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not going to make any 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 bones about the fact that I actually really really love it. But I don't know how much of that is nostalgia based and how much of that is. Because actually, you know, it just looks really pretty and everything else. What are your um, thoughts? Yeah, I think it, it does look really nice. Um, I I really like the uh, Whitaker era logo, and I'm mm. pleased. Oh, that same, is, absolutely, I love um, it. I've always been staying. a sucker for a light font, but sometimes yeah. a big bold statement for, from a branding perspective yeah. is is very strong. Yeah. Um, I'm pleased that the Whitaker one is staying on the collection box set. That that's the sort of thing that would actually annoy me if yeah, they changed quite that. Right. Um but normally I don't really get worked <laughs> up on stuff like that. Um yeah, I like the new the new logo. But there was there is an element for me of, you know you know, going back and mm. relying too heavily on, on that. Um, you know, I think you said online if if it's for the sixtieth, you mm. know, through to when Shooty series starts, then he gets a new logo. Fine, that's great. Um, you know, I, I that's what I I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping it is really just for the anniversary, which is all about yeah. celebrating the history of Doctor Who. So I'm kind of up for that. If we, we were going straight into Shooty Gatwa's Doctor without any kind of celebration, if it wasn't that, you know, if it wasn't mm. the sixtieth, if this was like year fifty-two, fifty-five, or something yeah, like yeah. that. And then we suddenly get a whole bunch of stuff that is looking backwards. Then I would, yeah, yeah I'd, it's, I'd be. It's acceptable in a now, different frame I think, of mind, I think, because of what it is. Mm. You know, um, I mean, my my ideal uh, scenario would have been that Jody stayed on for the sixtieth and and then regenerated in that. Mm. You know, and then and then you know the first female Doctor would have fronted a, a big thing and and she'd have been the face of it. Yeah. But it you know didn't work out that way, and that's that. You know, um, so yeah, I think I think the new sort of polished diamond logo looks looks good mm. uh, i like it i do i do think that uh nostalgia can be it, it, it's a bit rose-tinted glasses and it can be a bad Always. dangerous thing i mm. think you know you you get uh you, you get hung up on stuff it's like when people say oh you know i i, I love so-and-so band and, and i love their first album but but they don't like any of the other stuff because they, they can't kind of move past that that thing that hooked them in mm. and that initial sound. And uh, I, I think that, you know, I, I like th- things that remind me of my childhood and looking back and, and, you know, going back to things. But I also think it's really important to move forward and, mm. and you know, Agreed. develop and change. And, you know, I remember Bono once saying that if, if they were interested as a band in what the music was that they were doing, they hoped that their audience would go with them yeah. because if, if they keep changing and, and trying new things, it's what keeps it fresh and, and interesting. And, you know, now their, their quote-unquote surprise album in later in November is a bunch of old songs reworked into new styles, mm. and that to me is quite interesting. Mm. 
because I think they haven't done anything like that before and, and it, you know, it ties in with Bono's book and stuff like that. But as long as I, you know, they're So you're a bit of a U2 fan, aren't you, aren't you Jeff? A little bit, yeah. If, if you um, hadn't realised that by now, listeners, <laughs> Jeff is a very much dyed-in-the-world yeah. U2 fan. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and as long as they're, they're you know, completely, uh, you know, different, then then it's fine. I'll, you mm. know, well, who am I kidding? Of course I'm going to listen to it anyway. <laughs> but, you know, um, but, you know I'd, I'd want it to be something a bit different, you know. But with... Yeah, with nostalgia and stuff, mm. you know, I see people online talking about all oh, the, you know, the nostalgia strong here and stuff, and I, it, well, it makes me a bit like, <laughs> you know, I, th- I, th- I think it can be, it can be dangerous to, uh, and that's a very overblown statement. It's dangerous, but to to cling to, uh, you know, things from the past and want it to be exactly the same, and and you know, because that's the way that disappointment lies often. Mm. I think, you know, and and so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm you know cautious of it all at the moment I, I don't want to be looking too far back um, yeah yeah I, know, I get it I well, mean without but, looking forward at the same yes. time I should say that's yeah. that's the way to do it you know yeah I, I, there's, I think there's that's a balance good. to to strike you know mm. um so yeah we, we've got a long while to to wait for all that really um we we, we, we do yes say? I was just going to say actually don't forget um that back in the day oops ah Back in the 90s, when there was no Doctor Who apart from the McGann story and also all the new Virgin New Adventures and, and everything else. So the Virgin New Adventures kind of clung on to the McCoy logo, which made sense. It featured that Doctor. Yeah. Then we had the Missing Adventures, which used a very polished silver version of the Diamond logo. And then when the Eighth Doctor story, uh, the TV movie, came on, we were all really surprised to see the return of the Pertwee mm. logo, which was then used on Doctor Who spin-off, actually... It's still being used right now. It was, yeah, it was a case yeah. where the new stuff would always carry the branding of the TV show, but yeah. the books and the DVDs would, would have the, the you know the sort of slightly, very very ever so slightly redrawn Pertwee logo yeah. from, you know, from the TV movie. And you know, so in some in some ways, you, you look at these things and you think, well, yeah, maybe we're just getting hung up on you know trivia. In a way, you know, the important thing is is that the program is continuing. and it looks yeah. to be super strong at the moment. It certainly mm-hmm. looks to be in good hands, and obviously well, we're the, getting the, the the global distribution that Disney yeah. can bring. And but that was um, something else. I, I was sorry to interrupt. I was going to say you're not sorry that, at all. You're not. You're not. Sorry. No, I'm not. I, I wouldn't be sorry. If, if um if the show really was in in an awful state, someone like Disney wouldn't they wouldn't take oh, they it. They wouldn't touch it with know. a barge pole. And and you know you could say oh well they've done it because it's it's Russell T Davies. No 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 one if, person if, is strong enough no, for that kind of thing. Exactly. If the show was so poisoned now, mm. which it isn't, they wouldn't do it because it's a, well we don't know what we're going to get. You know it's so you know yeah we could talk about all of that. You know, it's a whole other thing, but you know, if these <laughs> things these things wouldn't be happening if the show wasn't in you know yeah. good uh, health, uh, creatively and uh, uh, in terms of its box office, as it were. You know, I think I read that it made five hundred million last mm. year, and and I believe that's from the show alone, not mm. not just not all the other media. Uh, you know, and ancillary stuff as well. You know, bo- old books and whatnot. You know, so yeah, I think it's in a in a good. A good place. Um, so to change subject uh, almost completely, 
unless you had anything else, uh, I went to see um, the crime and comedy theatre company production Indeed of Hound of the Baskervilles uh, last week on uh, Friday night, starring Mr. Colin Baker and, and also Mr. Terry Malloy, uh, who played Davros uh, in uh, a number of stories with Colin. Um, and so, yeah, it was quite nice. I haven't been to the theatre in a while. Uh, it, was a, it was a good crowd there. And um, uh, the... I don't know um, much Holmes stuff. Um, I like the Downey films, um, and I, but I do remember oh, you're, the you're, Baskervilles. You're the pure, the pure Sherlock Holmes in that case, then, with, with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed those. I've been sarcastic thought, there, um, obviously. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really liked them. I thought Guy Ritchie did a great job on them. Um, but uh, I, I remember seeing Howl of the Baskervilles on, mm. on TV when I was younger, and it being quite scary. Um, but this show was almost like. Um, Watching Big Finish live, um, which I think is something Big Finish should <laughs> should do actually. Um, you know, they it was like done like a radio place. So they got up and they said the lines, and people made sound effects when they were talking and, and stuff like that. And it was really well done. Um, Colin was great. Um, he, he's got such an identifiable voice. You know, he's he's a little bit sort of uh, gravelly in it, and he does this little high pitch thing as well that you know he, mm. he throws in sometimes, and he put on a few accents and stuff. And he's he, good he at his accents. Little, isn't he? he is good, yeah. He's very yeah. good. And um, we have got some good laughs on our uh, our little podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, yeah. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. So um, I was very um, grateful and thankful to um, Crime and Comedy for the uh, for the invite. There, you you weren't able to go, unfortunately. No, were you? The, no, I wasn't. I I, no. I was I was looking to get down to Andover, but when we when we started hunting tickets, it's like no, it's gone. It's sold out. Yeah, it's sold out. So, so um, yeah, and then after yeah. that, just couldn't quite make the dates and locations yeah. work. Yeah, it's it's kind of running sort of mid Midlands down, I think, through to the end of November. Yeah, and then it um, then it moves up north, doesn't it? I th- I think so. Yeah, that. Uh, but um, it moves northwards. What, yeah, let me just have a quick look. Um, so I can't remember what the um, the dates were, but what I'm getting at is uh, it's running for a little while, and um, you know, hopefully, people might have the chance to to go and see it. Um, so you, you'd recommend it? I'm I'm assuming from yeah, your enthusiasm. I, it was yeah, I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, it runs through to twentieth uh, of November in Paynton, yeah, Andover, Shankly, and Portsmouth, yeah. So quite a few uh, places, mm. um, and I've just seen they've got a play coming up. Oh, it was earlier this year. It was directed by Louise Jameson. Indeed. Um, so yeah, it was it was good fun. Nice to do something a bit different. I I must have. Uh, I'll be honest. I hoped I might get to go and say hello to. To Colin, but um, I didn't want to kind of go and stop banging on the yeah, you know, stage door. Stop you know. banging on the doors, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's you um, from the podcast. Yeah, but then, well, I thought, oh, what if he doesn't remember me? You know, and uh, which why would he? Um, you know, he meets a lot of people, and I thought, oh, maybe they might come out afterwards and and you know meet people. Um, but I thought, well, perhaps they won't. So I made a. Yeah. a, a swift I, I'm sure exit he would remember you. I'm sure he does remember well, you, Jeff. I hope, hope so, hopefully, yeah. yeah. So, but maybe yeah. there'll be a, an opportunity uh, another time. But so, because the, the all right. So, what I'm intrigued about, because you said it was like it's like a big finish being recorded, and Colin said it was it was like every, the actors sort of running up to the mics and stuff like that. So, and I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Are they kind of sitting around until they speak, or or, or are they doing something? to watch or how does it work um but there's, without there's giving too much away obviously but yeah well it's it's quite um it's quite a stark uh production really in a way is the the set is a mm. sort of faux wall type faux thing. Uh, wall 
Yeah, fake wall. Fake uh, wall, <laughs> right. Uh, there's a there's a, a carpet, a rug, yeah. mat thing. So is, is it like Sherlock Holmes's kind of pad? No, not, no? not really. Not no, like that. it's it's, like, it's um, like a studio recording. Yeah, there's a there's a recording yeah there's studio. a girl at um there's a girl at a desk thing and, yeah. and she's got an on air sign and a computer that she triggers sounds mm-hmm. off of and stuff and and various you know like a mini door you know and she's in view is she? Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. her. Yeah, so it's 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 like you're watching uh, you know an old style recording uh, you know radio thing mm-hmm. going on uh, and they they yeah they get up and do their lines and yeah. then, then they sit sit back down and you know sort of you know go up and uh, up and down as as it the script uh, requires and then so they can't some, hold in the script as well like they sort of run you, up and yeah. say and then it gets quite kind of energetic is it when they're all speaking um right? no it's it's not like um you know those bits on mm. whose line is it anyway where you know they throw out gags and have to bounce them back off each other and stuff <laughs> you know it's they're obviously following a script and that they, they are holding uh, you know, each got a folder with the script mm. in, and you know, part of me was like, are they just reading it as as they're going, or have they learnt it, or is it just a doesn't matter, you know, a crutch for them? But no, it doesn't matter because you know that's how. It would I mean, if be it was me, a, it a, would be my actual lines yeah, on the yeah. script just in case. <laughs> but that's how it would be in a in mm. a studio like that, you know. Um, so and then yeah, there's you know the the the. Um, the girl who's at the desk, she does sound effects, so she'll crumple paper and turn things over and walk boots on gravel yeah. and stuff like that. And then someone else, she she says she's got lines, but she has to pick up the uh, coconut shells, the hoof, hoof <laughs> noises together. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was really well done, and and um, you know it was just sort of a an evening in in the in the company of some good actors yeah. telling a, a well known good story, um, and and doing it in a way that you can watch the show but imagine it in your head as well yeah you know, yeah because so so there's no sort of production we don't get to see a ghostly giant dog and stuff like no, that that's you, all no, in the imagination <gasps> yeah that's brilliant yeah. i love those sort of things yeah so that's what i mean it is you know big mm. finish you know live or, or yeah, any audio good. drama yeah, yeah. 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 It, was, it was very good i enjoyed it a lot excellent yeah. so that's colin baker and terry malloy yep Coming to a uh, theatre somewhere, hopefully near somewhere you. Somewhere near you, yeah. Only in the UK at the moment. So sorry, yes. listeners abroad. Um, yeah. You're going to have to listen to stories Fly. about this third hand. So yeah, <laughs> but no, it was good. And like you said, really kind of the crime and comedy club to uh, yeah, you know, it's really good get, you, get you out there. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, the reason we're talking about Colin, well, apart from that, is that. Um, this uh, Sunday, we're releasing our podcast interview with with Colin, mm. uh, which is uh, an absolute cracker. We we had a great time talking with him, and we think you'll have a great time listening. Uh, you should know that it was recorded before uh, the power yes, of the doctor. Yes, it was. Um, so listen out for Colin's outright lies to us. <laughs> uh, which he was, was good at funny. not giving anything away, wasn't he? He was. He was very good. Yeah, that's the very good. Skill, isn't yeah. It right there. That, that's it. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's a really good listen. So um, do do keep your ears out for that. Um, and we're also running a competition as well at the moment, aren't we, Paul? Do you want we to talk are about indeed. that? Um, I can do. We're giving away a calendar, are we not? A Doctor we are. Who. 2023 calendar absolutely free of charge to one lucky winner yes so um it's big thanks to uh, danilo the calendar company for that so it's the 13th doctor calendar um i've had a look well um i've also 
uh, I had already, already bought one uh, for the office, but uh, it's got loads of great pictures by James Pardon, of course, in it, um, and, and still some show as well. And each each month is uh, a different episode, a little synopsis and stuff like that. And these calendars, to be honest, all the Who ones are really always really nicely designed, but these ones are really kind of vibrant. They do look quite and, nice, and actually. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they are really good. So, yeah, to, to be in with a chance of winning this, all you have to do is, is um, follow the podcast uh, on Twitter and um, like and retweet the uh, tweet about the, the calendar. So um, I think we're running it for a fortnight and then we'll pick a, a winner. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, we also need to um, pick the winner of our digital Doctor Who role playing game yeah, we do. prize yeah. as well. That looks awesome, um, actually. I, I, yeah, I started reading the good. book for that and um, I think it'd be, be quite good fun because essentially you're, you're making a story and, and as playing you it. go. Yeah. And um, we had a couple of people say we should do a podcast where we we play it and you and I talked about this and and, and we yeah, weren't I sure whether it would work. I don't know how interesting read, it would be really, to anyone well, not involved in a game. Yeah, <laughs> but know. now that I've if you disagree, let read, us know if you are interested. Yeah, then, do yeah. yeah. Now now that I've read the book a bit more, the instruction mm. manual, I see what's involved and how it works, and and it is a lot more than. You know, rolling the dice and saying, "All oh, right, you know, hit hit seven and defend four and this sort of stuff." It's it's you'll have to have a look at it to see. Do you have to drink cocktails um, with it every time you make a movie? You have to drink uh, have a tequila or something you could, like that. You could add that. And that to would it, make things but, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think um, it, it could well be worth a go. Actually, it might might make for quite a entertaining episode so we, we'll have a look into that we yeah. can we, we can see what happens that's uh, probably it for this uh, bonus episode maybe we should do these a little bit more often um, you know th- things happen don't they news and stuff and we don't always kind of cover it um, but but we could look to do it a little bit more um, but yeah we'll we will be back uh, this Sunday with Colin's episode uh, and what we're going to do next week Paul we've got some meet the Whovians that we need to we do we have got some more um, meet the Whovians yeah, yeah. we've got um, we're going to look at a few episodes from the back catalogue as well, not our back catalogue, yes. Doctor Who's back no. catalogue, because what we've got to think of now is we've got a whole year yeah. with no new Doctor Who stories apart from things appearing on Big Finish and possibly books and stuff. So we'll obviously talk yeah. about some of those um, as we go through, but with the lack of an actual TV show, we're going to have to think up some content. So actually, we're going to throw out to you, dear listeners, if you if there is something, some burning Doctor Who-related topic, subject, book, audio, TV, or whatever, that you'd like us to, to, to put our minds to and yeah. give you our ramblings on, then please let us know. Because... Um, my brain is diminishing and I can't think of all these things and uh, Jeff has his brain on much higher subjects these days so yeah <laughs> do, do let us know we'll obviously have a few special yeah. guests again between then and now we've got a few people that we're talking yep, to we so we'll yep. bring some of those to you and uh, and that'll be a lot of fun but yeah so stay tuned and see yes. what we've got we will think of things but yeah, let us know what yeah, you do. Like do let us well. know what you think. Yeah, we'd we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. can you imagine that we're putting stuff out there and, and people don't like it? I mean, what would that be like? That'd be awful. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. We just don't well, know unless people maybe, tell maybe us. Maybe we should start sending out a survey for people to answer. What do they think yeah, about performances do that. this yeah, week? Get them to write yeah. an essay on, uh, on, <laughs> yeah. on your performance and mine, yeah. obviously, and uh, <laughs> yeah. what they liked yeah. and didn't like. <laughs> you, you, you'd yeah. be uh, rated higher for your voices. I doubt it, mate. <laughs> that, that, that just makes up for lack of imagination, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we did say this was going to be a quick one, but it's actually taken yeah, uh, it's not. almost yeah. about three quarters of an hour. So uh, let's wrap <laughs> it up there. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, it's uh, yeah, I'm glad you got down to see Colin at the at the at the Sherlock Holmes thing. That sounds pretty yeah. good. Actually, yeah, I was really pleased to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff. That's good. Right. 
All right. Well, um, yeah, thank you for listening as always, everyone. And um, we'll be back in a couple of days with Colin. Um, or we'll be, depending on when you're listening, we you could just go we right might have to the next done episode. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, we also talked to Sophie Aldred as well a couple yes. of episodes ago. So if you haven't listened to that one, and if you're still in the throes of post-Power of the Doctor trauma, then do check it out because Sophie talked all about her time in the power of the doctor yeah and there's some lovely stories in there so do check it out if you haven't already yeah yeah that's a really good one take care thanks everyone see you soon goodbye for now see you next time